So I want to start by talking about something I've touched on a lot in just about every episode so far. It has to do with our lived experience of reality. Right now, you and I, and just about every other person out there, is engaging with this reality, with this universe, in our own unique way. We experience the physical world with our senses, with our sight, with our smell. I mean, you're listening to this podcast right now with your sense of hearing. So that's what I'd like to call the physical reality. But I want to turn your attention to another reality. That of a mental reality. We call this reality consciousness, whatever we experience within ourselves. And our consciousness is our lived experience of our mental world. Here there are things like thoughts, feelings, emotions, and motivations. Now there's a lot of fun questions between these two realities, like how they're related, how our physical brain makes a mental consciousness, and maybe we'll get to that at some point. But the question I want us to think about right now is this. How well do you know yourself? How well do you know your own mental reality? Now here's a key difference between the physical world and our inner mental world. The physical world is a lot easier for us to study. For one, we all basically live in the same place and we see the same things. Now our experience of a certain object may be different, but the object itself remains the same. You and I could look at an apple, and maybe we look at the apple differently, but it's the same apple. Now we have a method for figuring out what the physical world is, and it's called science, the scientific method. And much of our technological advancements are purely due to science. And there's a lot of gratefulness to be had about that, and science is good at what it does. It studies physical objects really well, and it also studies how they work. But now we turn to our consciousness. We don't know how to study it the same way we know how to study the physical world with science. And I mean this in a formal academic sense, as well as just a practical sense. If you wanted to figure out what vitamins or minerals you're lacking in your body, you could go for a blood test and you'd instantly find out everything you needed to know about yourself. But if it comes to looking at your emotions or figuring out past traumas, it's really not so simple. We are really bad at judging ourselves. Sure, we know some private parts and events of our lives better than most people, but we just don't really know how we work. Just think of the last time you tried to do something good in your life. Maybe it could be exercising more or sticking to a diet. You know, whatever it is, I'm sure you've struggled with making these things a habit. We like to think we're in control of our actions, but the fact of the matter is, we're not. This is perhaps the most crucial insight of psychology, that we're not really our own masters and that the control we have over ourselves is limited and our understanding of ourselves can be really misguided. I want to turn to depression as an example, because it's one of the most common mental illnesses out there. So depression is an example of how things can go really wrong in the mind. Because what happens when we're depressed is that our mind, our strongest weapon, sometimes our only weapon, is turned against us. Depression has been called the HIV of the mind. And the way HIV works is that it targets our immune system and it hides within the immune system so that it goes undetected by our body as it spreads harm. And depression is much like that. Depression skews our view of reality, 
of both the physical reality and our mental reality. To quote Andrew Solomon's brilliant TED talk, which is in the sources and something I highly recommend watching. You don't think in depression that you've put on a gray veil and are seeing the world through the haze of a bad mood. You think that the veil has been taken away, the veil of happiness, and that now you're seeing truly. It's easier to help schizophrenics who perceive that there's something foreign inside of them that needs to be exercised, but it's difficult with depressives because we believe we are seeing the truth. Depression hijacks the mind and makes it think things that it normally wouldn't. Now here's the key thing you have to keep in mind about our minds, and it has to do with how we use our sense of reasoning. A lot of people think that most of their beliefs come from their own reasoning, when it's really the opposite. We start with beliefs that we picked up somewhere in life, and then we look for evidence and reasoning to support our belief. As unscientific as that is, that's the reality for most of the beliefs that people hold. And this holds true with depression. If someone has an inherent belief in their worthlessness, their minds will filter out a lot of things that say otherwise and focus on things that will support this belief. And sure, the reasoning, the process itself may be logical, but you're using inputs, you're using information that's biased from the start. And I'm using depression as an example, but understand that this holds true for most other mental illnesses and for many of your other beliefs too. Beliefs about other people, politics, social issues, you name it. Understand that our minds are pretty unreliable data tools. This concept is at the heart of a lot of therapy. One of the central tenets in cognitive behavioral therapy, for example, is that thoughts and emotions are not facts. Something that depressed people don't really think about when their depression drives them into some pretty bad places. The remedy to all this is perspective. We need time to get out of our own heads and look at our thoughts and emotions more reasonably. This is why talking to other people and therapy are really helpful. You know, whatever you're doing is to become aware of your beliefs and the reasoning you use to justify these beliefs. And once you step outside of your perspective, you get a better sense of where you really stand in life. And aside from therapy and other people, practices like mindfulness and journaling also give a good sense of perspective. Now, there's three things you can take away from this episode. First, that we're not completely in control of ourselves. Second, that our thoughts and emotions are not facts. Third, and most importantly, we need perspective in our lives if we are to overcome our problems from within. Challenge your thoughts and see what happens. I think you'll be surprised. <laughs>